Mrs. Evangelist Timothy Ruger here at the Word of the King. Holiness Bibles for the Blind. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 tells us that where the word of a king is, there is power. We may say unto him, What doest thou? Reading from the King James Bible, Amos chapter 3 verse 6 through 8. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. The lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? Shall not a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Let my voice serve as a trumpet to every lost sinner. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Jesus, God manifest in the flesh, declared while he was here on earth, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Word of God makes it clear for all that sin and come short of the glory of God, for there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? Shall there be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it? Psalm 16.4 says, The Lord, the Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. In this world today, we see the wars, the rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, just like Jesus said. And we're told that the wrath of man praiseth the Lord. And yet the remainder of wrath he will restrain in the book of Psalms. So, even with nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom, in this world, the wars and the rumors of wars, the earthquakes in diverse places, and the death that goes with it. Yea, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but his long-suffering to us would not willing that any should perish. And yet we must say that, yes, the Lord hath done this. Because he is the one who is in control for these things. And yet, he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but the wicked turn from his way and live. Let my voice serve as a trumpet to you tonight, sinner, that God would take no pleasure in your death as one of the wicked. And he proved that by manifesting his pleasure in sending Jesus to die for your sins as it is written. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified, we shall be by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him, justified to stand before God, just as if you had never sinned. Is there any reason why you would not stand before God tonight? Jehovah himself, just as if you had never sinned, sinner? Shall trouble be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Revelation 20, verses 14 and 15 in the King James Bible declare, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All this shall occur. 
shall be fulfilled in that day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to the gospel as it was preached to the Gentiles those who are not Jews by the apostle Paul a Jew himself he wrote under inspiration of God in 1 Corinthians 15 and is recorded for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and he was seen of men it's recorded there 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and he has ascended up to the right hand of God the Father surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealed his secret unto his servants the prophets that very Lord God who will do nothing but he reveals his secret unto his servants the prophets he revealed to one of his prophets a man named Moses concerning the coming of the prophet who would be likened to Moses himself In Deuteronomy chapter 18, in the King James Bible, starting in verse 17. And the Lord said unto me, the Lord speaking unto Moses, and they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet, prophet, capital P, from among their brethren like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them, all I shall command him and it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words which he shall speak in my name I will require it of him a couple of verses earlier verse 15 Deuteronomy 18 the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet capital P from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me unto him you shall hearken so the Lord God the very Lord God of Moses who revealed unto Moses that there would be a prophet, capital P, like unto himself. We find that the very Lord God of Moses himself was that prophet, capital P, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. St. John 1, 1 declares, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We read down a little bit there in St. John chapter 1, and we read, and, and the Word was made manifest in the flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Shall trouble be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid? Let the voice of the resurrected Son of God, the prophet like unto Moses, Jesus Christ, be as a trumpet to you, sinner, when he himself declared, as it is written, St. John 3.18, he that believeth on him, speaking of Jesus Christ as the Son of God, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Have you believed? On the name of the Son of God, it was the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself, who spoke those words, as it is written in St. John 3.18. To believe on him is to trust in him alone with all of your heart, putting no faith whatsoever in yourself or any other man but him, the man Christ Jesus, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, 
the man Christ Jesus. And if you believe not on him, your condemnation is laid out, Revelation 21, verse 8, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall their part in the lake which burn up with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. What are you fearful of tonight, sinner? What are you so fearful of that you would put off coming to the Son, Jesus Christ, and receiving Him and the forgiveness of sins that is through faith in His blood alone shed for you upon the cross of Calvary? Beware, the fear of man bringeth a snare. The fear of man bringeth a snare, a snare, a trap. But whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall dwell safely. Surely the, surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Verse 8 of Amos chapter 3. The lion hath roared, who will not fear the Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy. The Lord God came down as 100% man, and yet 100% God himself. And he spoke. St. John 14.6. Verily, verily. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yes, Jesus declared he was the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. Neither is there salvation in any other. Acts 4.12 declares, For there is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. So, even as he spoke, who can but prophesy, who can but speak as he spoke, he said, he that is not with me is against me, and he that is not with me, he scattereth abroad. You're either for the prophet like unto Moses, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has spoken, or you are against him. The lion hath roared, who will not fear. The book of Proverbs declares the wrath of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Jesus, as the lion of the tribe of Judah, will come back, and he will roar as a lion upon all of his enemies. The lion hath roared, who will not fear. And yes, we're warned of another lion, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Though you need not fear him as you ought to fear God. First Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, runs about as a roaring lion, seeking to be made, be made to devour. Yes, sinner, the devil, he is seeking to devour you as the father of lies, as the author of sin. You must be born again, sinner. You must be born of the Spirit of God. By grace be you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, as any man should boast. Grace, God's unmerited, unearned favor. You can only receive a gift by faith. You do not work for a gift. And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. To seek, to come unto God the Father, by another means than the Lord Jesus Christ, is to go. The ball road is destruction, reward in the book of Proverbs. There's a way that seemeth right into a man, but the end of the ways of death. Yes, yes. We read here. Again, the line of Lord, who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? The book of Joel, chapter 3. Verses 1 and 2, For behold, in those days and in that time, 
when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, God declares, I will also, verse 2, I will also gather all nations, and I'll bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, and they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Have you been paying much attention to the news lately, sinner? There's much going on in the land of Israel, and this these battles that are going on in the Middle East, these battles that are surrounding Israel and within Israel, will all one day lead to the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And indeed, even as Israel, even as the Jewish people were scattered among the nations, God, to this day, is continuing to bring them back. Israel, once again, recognized as a nation by the United Nations in 1948. And ever since, individuals have still been seeking to part what land has been granted to the Jewish people, and yet they haven't even gotten back everything that was given to them. God says, Joel 3, verse 2, I will also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. We read down here in Joel chapter 3, verse 12, God declares, but the heathen be wakened, come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Verse 13, put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Jesus himself declared that just before his return, as the Messiah of Israel, iniquity would abound, because iniquity would abound, the love of many would wax cold. It is written Joel 3 verse 13, for their wickedness is great. The Apostle Paul, in writing to Timothy, declared, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, and indeed, again it's written, Joel 3 verse 2, for their wickedness is great. Verse 14, multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Sinner, this day is your valley of decision. The day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. First John declares, he that hath the Son hath life, he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. What are you doing with the Son who is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Son of love? For it is written, Joel 3 verse 15, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and then the stars shall withdraw their shining. Have you received the bright morning star in preparation for that day? And that is the point that the man wants to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and other them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Joel 3.16, The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall shake, but the Lord will be the hope of his people. <laughs> and the strength of the children of Israel. May you know the Lord, and the joy of the Lord will be your strength. And the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. Come on, Tim. Come on, preach. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> I can hardly preach. And the heavens of the earth <laughs> shall shake the Lord with his people and the strength of the children of Israel. <laughs> Bless him, Lord. Bless him. Come on. Shall you know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion. <laughs> I'm getting a case of real holy laughter now. Come on, 
Come on! Shall you know that I am the Lord your God, dwelt in Zion, the holy mountain? Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no stranger pass through her anymore. Come on! No strangers are going to pass through the new Jerusalem. You must be familiar, you must be acquainted with the king of Zion. Jesus Christ is his name. Do you know him? I tell you, sinner, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man, believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God could care less. I repeat, God could care less how many times you walked into a church, how many times you walked down an aisle. Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you repented? of your sin, have you experienced a godly sorrow that worketh repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of? Would you shun the thought of sinning yet once more against the Son of God, against God Almighty Himself? Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. Oh, right. Amos, continuing on here in Amos. Before I get back to that. We mentioned the United Nations recognizing Israel as a nation in 1948. Zephaniah 3 verse 8. Lord God, he's prophesied. He's spoken. How can we not prophesy? How can we not speak? Zephaniah 3 verse 8. Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey. For my determination is to gather the nations, that I may assemble the kingdoms, to pour upon them my indignation, if all my fierce anger for all the earth should be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Again, God says that his determination is to gather the nations, that he may assemble the kingdoms. Right there you have the United Nations, the assembly of the kingdoms. There's your U.N. assembly for you. Today, you wonder they don't have that posted next to the U.N. building up there in New York City. And they got some verse out of Isaiah instead that wouldn't expose them for what their purpose is ultimately in this context. But uh, That's the ways of wicked man for you. No God's willing to save, no God's willing to redeem. They would rather walk as an enemy. Would you rather walk as an enemy of God, even though he's willing to be your friend? Shame on you. The word of God says in Jeremiah 17, 9, For the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yes, because your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things, that you will not come under the sun, that you might have life. Don't forget the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, convicting you of sin, judgment, and righteousness, do not resist, sinner. Just confess yourself guilty. The Lord hath spoken. Who can but prophesy? He's spoken to thou shalt not, the thou shalt. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, it is written. What, who, what is your God? Who, what are you loving? Are you serving more tonight than you are serving the God of Israel, the God of Moses, who came down as a man in the person of Jesus Christ? Serving yourself? Serving your own pleasure as a lover of pleasure more than a lover of God? You say Buddha is the way. You say Mary is the way. You say the Pope is the way. The church is the way. The one you call law is the way, you say. No. None of the gods of Hinduism will do. Thou shalt have no other gods. There's no gods beside him either. Beware of these wolves in sheep's clothing like Rick Warren who try to talk to you about Chris Lam and John Hagee tried to present his own version of Christian Judaism that rejects Jesus Christ. Don't you think you can mix a lie with the truth? The truth will not mix with a lie. 
You believe you believe to serve the truth as you believe the truth, or you serve a lie as you believe lies. You're in the valley of decision. Choose you this day, life or death. Continuing on in the book of Amos. Again, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Apostle Paul wrote under inspiration to God, to the Church of Rome, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is the power of God of the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I have good news, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, can cleanse you and will cleanse you from all sin, but you must call upon his name. You must believe on him, trusting in nothing, no one, but him and him alone. Again, it's the blood that cleanses from all sin. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. Not water, in case you were baptized. Again, continuing on in the book of Amos. Lord hath sworn by his holiness that lo, the days shall come upon you that he will take you away with hooks and your posterity with fish hooks. Will you, as the Father draws you, will you be drawn unto the Son, Jesus Christ, believing the words of the living God as he's sworn in his holiness? Or will you be drawn away with the workers of iniquity, taken away with hooks? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Will no wise cast you out, but you must come unto Jesus, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. It is written. Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Moab, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because he burned the bones of the king of Edom into lime. For stupid I will send a fire upon Moab that should devour the places of Kirioth. And Moab shall die with tumult, with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. Verse 3, And I will cut off the judge from the midst thereof, and will slay all the princes thereof with him, saith the Lord. Again, verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Moab, and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because he burnt the bones of the king of Edom into lime. When I consider how in God's punishment upon Moab he brought such punishment for the burning of the bones of the king of Edom into lime I'm reminded of how the very Lord himself he kept all his bones and not one of them was broken as he died for your sins the blood of Jesus Christ God's son to cleanse you from all sin but you must believe on him he sent a fire upon Moab, we read in verse 2 of Amos 2, we're reminded of how our God is a consuming fire. Our God who was a consuming fire, through the prophet Moses declared, The old fire is kindled by anger and shall burn into the lowest hell, shall consume the earth with increase, and shall set on fire the foundations of the mountains. If you've ever seen a volcano erupt, water in for the first hand, or whether it was National Geographic, or whether you saw a picture in some magazine of some sort God was giving you a glimpse of the foundation of a mountain set on fire he's the one who set the fire 
shall help be borrowed in the city, and the people not be afraid. We shall not fear the Lord, God Almighty, and glorify his name. Have you feared and have you glorified God? And have you manifested such fear in turning from your wicked ways and receiving his son Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Don't now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. He revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. I have not seen, ear hath not heard, nor hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. There are things that God has prepared for all who believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And in believing on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, love him. Oh, it's a secret as of yet. But it is to be revealed. And it will be revealed. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. That was the testimony of the Apostle Paul under inspiration of God, and that's my testimony. The day I die, the day I give up the ghost, if it doesn't first come to pass, as it is written, 1 Corinthians 15. What will you do in that day when God says you've breathed your last breath? What will you do in that day when the day of the Lord and his vengeance comes? As for me, I'm looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of my great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But if you don't know him, you're not looking. You don't want to look. First Corinthians 15, verse 51. Actually, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. He that doeth corruption inherit incorruption. For more reason why. You're being corrupted by the fall of sin the very fall of Adam into sin. We're forced by one man, speaking of Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, but all have sinned. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. So more reason why the incorruptible God, the very incorruptible God himself, came down and died for your sins, and he was not suffered to see corruption. He arose the third day that by believing on his name, you could inherit his kingdom in a way that you could not inherit it. Now this I say, brother, if flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Behold, I show you a mystery, verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. The trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible, this physical body, corruptible, tainted by sin, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, that shall be brought to pass, the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Verse 56, 1 Corinthians 15, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57, Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 56, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. We'll turn over to Exodus chapter 
Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. We come to the very thou shalt and the very thou shalt not. The word of God declares that whosoever keep the whole law and yet offend him one point, he is guilty of all. You know, a sinful man likes to think that he can pick and choose what commands of God he is going to obey. And a sinful man wants to think that God is as he is and thinks as man thinks. But God is not a man that he should lie. Well, do not change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image of a like to corruptible man. There's a great condemnation already laid out for you in Romans chapter 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Again, who, what is your God? Who or what are you serving? Jesus summed up this commandment as it was later laid out. As he, the God of Israel, gave it to God, or gave it to Moses himself. And Jesus, as God manifest in the flesh, said it like this. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. If you always love the Lord God, your creator, with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your strength, thou shalt have no other God before him. Surely you have not obeyed the first and greatest commandment. Because had you obeyed the first and greatest commandment, you would never have sinned in the first place. And yet, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. You may not be bound down to a literal statue of Mary, Buddha, any, any of the gods of Hinduism, or even a statue of Jesus himself, which, by the way, is just as much sin. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And... He is not worshipped with men's hands as the second member of the Godhead. So you're not supposed to be bound down to statues of Jesus either. But even if you're not doing that, still, are you guilty, like so many, of bowing down to the very image you see when you look in the mirror? It's called humanism. It's called, called worshiping and serving yourself, the creature. More than your creator who is blessed forever, thou shalt have no other gods before him. Going on, God says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless to take his name in vain. To use the name of Jesus Christ as a curse word, to use the name of God in a manner that is not according to godly fear, to use it as a curse word, to you mention it lightly when you're joking around with your friends. Those are all ways that you blaspheme the name of God, and you break this command. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless to take his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy six days. Shalt thou labor and do all thy work for the seventh day, the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rest of the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. 
two things here. I consider making time for God. How often have you failed to make time for God? Not just on a Saturday, not just on a Sunday, but on any day of the week. He's worthy of time. He's worthy of 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, realistically, we can't give that. Because, again, we're sinners, we fall short of the glory of God. We have our limitations, but even in, the, but even in light of our limitations, the ability we have, how often do we, how often have you failed to even give God time in your daily life? And when we consider the aspect of work here, there's a whole thing of being lazy, slothful. That's just as much sin. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. How many times has your mom, how many times has your, has your dad uh, told you something, given you instructions that were for your own good and you did not listen? And you look back and you wished you had listened. Disobedience to your mother, your father, sin. Honor thy father and thy mother, that days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You maybe never took a knife, and you maybe never killed somebody literally with a knife, with a gun. But how many times have you looked at somebody in anger and thought in your heart or even said that you could kill them? Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. It's murder in the hearts, much sin. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus said, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, Whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door of the sheepfold, the time of the same way, the same as a thief and a robber, taking something that does not belong to you without somebody's permission. Seeking to get to heaven through some other means than the good shepherd, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. You're a thief. You're a robber before a holy God. You must be born again. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Before all liars shall bear part in the lake which burn up the fire and brimstone, which is the second death, when lies all takes to make you a liar. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass. That would be equivalent to a car today. How many times have you covet somebody's car? Nor anything that is thy neighbor's. The covetous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You are guilty as a transgressor of God's law. And, again, by the law is the knowledge of sin. Therefore, by the deed of the law shall no flesh be justified. You can only be justified. You can only be made to stand before God, your Creator, as if you've never sinned through the sinless Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who was sacrificed for your sins, and he rose again the third day. The Word of God says, Because many have received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So, choose you the blessing, or suffer the curse. Choose life, or suffer death eternal. I beseech you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for God hath made him to be sin for you, who knew no sin, and you might have made the righteousness of God in him. Apart from him, your righteousness are as filthy rags, you are unrighteous. And you must have the necessity suffer the penalty, the price of your sin. So, receive Jesus as your sin bearer. 
as your personal Lord and Savior. And He will come in to your heart, and you will have a personal relationship with your Creator, which is what it's all about. Glorifying Him. As you walk with Him, as you talk with Him, and He walks with you and talks with you. Well, we're told that as many as are the works of the law are under the curse, for cursed. Be everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, we're told in the book of Galatians. Oh, but here it is. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, shall cleanse you from all sin, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Menial, moral. Sin, whatever you call it, all unrighteousness, God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins to him through faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone, for by grace he is saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Call upon the Lord today. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Until next time, God bless you and yours.